0: Renueva tu estilo de otoño en JCPenney. Descubre grandes ofertas en modelos versátiles que puedes combinar con piezas tuyas, como un blazer y pantalón de pierna ancha Worthington con tu blusa favorita, o un suavecito suéter St. Jones B con tu camiseta preferida. Y combina una chaqueta Stafford con uno de los clásicos en tu closet. Con un par de piezas versátiles, puedes crear múltiples looks únicos y extraordinarios. Eleva tu estilo de otoño y ahorra. JCPenney, vale la pena.
1: Who likes tomatoes anyway? I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Nonsensed. Hello, and welcome to Nonsensed, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show. I'm, of course, Harriet Langley Swindon, and I'm joined as ever by my producer, Martin. Well, Martin, what a show this week, eh?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we've had Ishan on to talk about Shamima Begum. Uh, we had a publisher on to explain the edits being made to *Roll Dahl. And we had SNP leadership candidate Kate Forbes in to talk about her campaign.
1: As ever, though, there was so much we couldn't fit in. For example, we had an interview with Suella Braverman, but there was quite a lot of protests about that.
0: Uh, yes, bottles were thrown, placards were made. It all got quite ugly, really.
1: Yes, although in her defence, you did antagonise her.
0: We also had several experts on how Brexit has affected British supply chains lined up to come on the show, uh, but none of them turned up.
1: So, let's start with our interview with SMP's Kate Forbes. Kate Forbes, you have very much been the woman of the week, really, haven't you? You're everywhere and we're yes. hearing about you basically for listeners who don't know, but our listeners, I mean, they really know what's what, don't they, Martin?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. For
1: listeners at home, you are wanting to take Nicholas Sturgeon's crown of the very wokey party of the SNP, yet it seems you have some rather unfashionable views, shall we say, in ah. the uh, the wokey circles. Would you say that's hey. fair? Uh, Yes. I mean, I actually, I think that's quite a good way of
2: putting it. It's Mm -hmm. unfashionable. It's unfashionable, but there's nothing wrong with being, you know, of a different fashion. Do you know what? I wouldn't wear a batwing jumper, but I totally reserve the right to defend people
1: who would. So should we just leave it as that?
0: Right. That's nice.
1: So wait, so so I'm just going to pick that apart. So you would defend the right of someone to wear... A bat wing jumper. Yes. Like legally, let's right. say. But because
2: morally, I, mean, I find it off.
1: Yes, but that's because just Kate, me. it's just me. But Kate, if, if we sort of transpose that analogy mm. to, say, gay marriage, I mean, you've said that you would vote against that. So that's not really sort of uh, wanting the right for people to do what they want.
2: Well, I would have done but I didn't, and yes. now it's the law. So that's fine, isn't it? I'm very, very keen on the law. I'm very keen on my party. I'm passionate about it. Nothing is more important to me than my work and then the party, except for my religious views, which are also everything to me. So both of them are everything to me, and that is fine. Well,
1: that's lovely. And listen, I'm also a woman of faith, but I'm oh. more, you know, I, I'm not, I'm a more lapsadaisical uh, woman of <laughs> faith, really. Right. Um, oh, I mean,
2: I, I, what I would say is, uh, it's very interesting you should say that, mm-hmm. you are still going to hell. But what I will say to right. you is, so yes. is almost
1: everybody. Okay, well, right. And that's how right. I swear that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's in, that's interesting.
2: Mm. Nick, but, um.
1: Kate, let's Kate look at, God, I'm sick of this. I'm not Nicola. Sorry, it's just usually that's who I'm yes. used to dealing with. Yes, yeah. and you're right. You're clearly not Nicola. You're very different. Yes, yes. What's your Kate, point, Kate? Let's look in depth at some of these views. So, you believe that marriage is between a man and a woman? Uh, well, yes. I mean, um, I am married to
2: a man, so you can't say that doesn't mm. exist, can you? No, no, no you no. can't say that doesn't exist, mm. and. That sex should be between a man and a woman. Yes, between a married man and a woman. That's just my view of my life. I understand that other people, as I say, are going to hell, and that's
0: fine. Um, Kate. Hello, producer Martin here. Um, Oh, hello. I I do feel I need to jump in here. I have a little question for you. Do you have a dog? Are you a dog owner?
2: Yes, I do have a wire-haired terrier called Friendly. Oh,
0: lovely. That sounds sounds (laughs) so nice. Well, I mean, I'm sure you'll understand that you go down to the, uh, the dog park, you know, the play area, and you see dogs doing these things. And I think just a simple visit to any dog park will tell you that, I mean, sex isn't just between a man and a woman, even in the dog world. There's uh, there really any, and forgive my saying this, but any holds a goal. I've also oh. seen dog weddings at the dog park. I don't know if this is just... Ah,
2: now, I would query that. Where is your dog park? I'm pre- pretty sure these aren't legal marriages,
0: they seemed pretty legal to me. There was a bow tie on one of the dogs. Um, the other mm. one had a veil. It seemed pretty pretty official. Do you think that that's what makes could...
1: something Sorry, just, just to specify, Martin, these were dogs marrying other dogs, not dogs marrying humans. Yeah, there that, was... I, I think that that is, that is illegal.
0: There was a dog marrying a dog they even dressed up a mm-hmm. a dog in a dog collar which i thought was quite quite a nice little touch there they um that's
1: very right. sweet
2: right i mean i'm going to have to take some details here because that dog was impersonating a member of the clergy and as far as i'm aware that is
0: illegal and you you'd be against this would you 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 be you'd be looking to shut down any of these kind of operations going on if you were in power
2: i'd uh, uh, if i was in power I mean, who's to say what my first um, call would be? But yes, dog weddings would
1: certainly be up there. Yes, I do believe they are offensive. But Kate, I don't really want to talk about dogs, and I'm sorry, no. Martin <laughs> took us down there. No, what I want to talk about hmm. is sex. I mean, sex oh. is everywhere, isn't it? It's it's a natural human right, and surely a lot of the people you're talking to and you're wanting to lead, quote unquote, you know, like. Like a healthy sex life. And a lot of that sex is out of marriage. And some of that sex is with people of the same sex. I'd like to pick up on a
2: word that you said there, which was healthy sex life. Yes. Yes, you used that word. Uh, You also said sex was everywhere, which sounds Mm. disgusting. But healthy, to me, is between a married man and a married woman. And they are married, crucially, to each other, and that is the only form of healthy, healthy sex you okay. can have. So, so you are—you feel free to have unhealthy sex with whoever you like within the bounds of the law. Fine, I just don't want to hear about it,
1: Nicola. Sorry, can I just say? So, I'm not if, Nicola. If, I'm, if they're married, I, I, I'm
2: going uh, to leave.
0: It's no, Seriously. sorry, Kate. Kate, sorry, so sorry. That is um, just a simple mistake there from Harriet. Um, I, I'm sure it won't happen again. Right.
1: I don't know why it keeps happening, no. Nicka, Kate. But Kate, can I just say what? if So you're saying in the realms of marriage. Mm. So what if you've got a married couple mm. and they have a healthy sex life, a man which and a woman, includes another married couple? Oh. Oh, mm. <sighs> I mean,
2: this seems to be your kind of um, uh, fetish here. That
1: you that you want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. Do you I understand? I think that people want to know. And and some people listening to this, you know, their and their husband will have a, a couple across the road um, who they engage in sexual activity with on on Tuesdays what? after some wine and cheese. W- you know, Will and Barbara. Mm, yes. Well. Yes. Or you, or hypothetically, Will and Barbara. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, so what I would say to that is. Um, that's just one of the many reasons you're going to hell. But do uh, feel free to continue in your job as a political journalist. That's not illegal, Nicola. What no, about? No, so I'm, sorry,
0: Kate. So I think we are having a little I, trouble on the line there. It's just every time I feel time
1: like that, I'm being trolled now.
0: No, to be honest, honestly, please, Kate.
1: I do apologise. I do apologise. I feel terrible. I don't want it to, to detract. From my questions, which are which are very important, and and the question I want to ask you is is Kate, if you are you know you're married, you are in a he- healthy married relationship, it's very healthy. Thank you. We've had seven or eight children. Wonderful, wonderful. What if if hypothetically someone is in a in a healthy marriage, and you like dressing up as each other, and so the the woman um, dresses up as her husband John, you know anything. And, you know, perhaps wears a sort of, you know, st- a strap on, um, you know, and John, the husband, pretends to be the the wife. Um, oh, no, that's, know, uh, that's wears completely, a nice, completely that- fine. That's completely yeah. fine. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. It's good. It's good for our listeners to to understand really what
0: your views are. Kate, I'm I'm going to just try and move things slightly away from sex because I'm aware that some of our oh, listeners are of a slightly sensitive nature and they might be um, a little frazzled by the talk so far. Uh, just a few other elements of your religious beliefs. Um, yes. Maybe you could just give me a sort of a quick take on each one of these, whether you, maybe it's a yes or no. Fish Friday. You're, you're oh, a um, fan of fish on a Friday?
2: I mean, I do I do like it, oh, yes. Uh, I, I wouldn't enshrine it in law, okay. even if I
0: did get in, but uh, yes. Okay. Um, how about this? Pancakes. Pancakes. More than once a year? Is was that something you'd be looking oh, to Oh, no. Do? Uh,
2: that would be blasphemous. Pancakes once a year, show right. Tuesday. Okay, um, what about- And that would be, I would like to make that a legal requirement for people right, to Right, so have. you would
1: enforce these rules if you if you, oh, you came in
2: charge? If I was lucky enough to lead my party and my country, yes, pancakes with Jif Lemon would be uh, enshrined in law. That would be the first thing after dog weddings that I would attend to. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No, hang on, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't say that.
0: But uh, I, it sounds that? like a can vote you scratch that? Oh Can scratch that? Okay, all right. I mean, I'll, I'll see, see
1: what uh, I can do. Uh, Nick, uh, Kate, I don't want to um, alarm you here, but you had several endorsements at the beginning of this interview and um, they've now now gone down quite right. considerably. I think it might have been what you said about um, married weddings, couples having, having sex with right. other married couples. Right. Mm.
2: I just had no idea that so many people were
0: ungodly. We're oh, actually... Yeah. Um, Pretty much an island of them. Yeah, that's that's um, one of the defining features as the British, I think.
2: It's just, do you know what? It just, it's difficult for me because a lot of this stuff is just stuff that goes on in my head and I shouldn't have to talk about it. You know, I believe certain things. I believe things about dragons, for example. I don't want to talk about it because it's not a policy. Do you know what I mean? What? I it mean it would be nice to hear your oh, opinions on, yeah, on dragons so What? mentioned that. What? No, I'm not going to talk about dragons.
0: What? I mean, go on.
2: You you could argue be Can in I talk about interest? the NHS? I don't think it is in the in the in the interest of the of the people. Mm-hmm. I've, they've all got their own opinions. You've got your opinion. I'm sure you're thinking terrible things right now.
0: I'm No, well, I don't I, think mm, terrible things. Never come out as pro or anti dragon personally, but I well, careful what you
2: say here, Martin, because I will report to you.
0: OK, well, maybe, maybe it's best if we just wrap that up then, I think.
1: Well, Nicola Kate, this has been uh, <sighs> really illuminating. Yes, it's been very interesting. Thank you. Now, as you'll have heard, the Wokies are trying to ruin Roldal's Dahl's work by changing it. You know what I'd like to do, producer Martin? I'd like to get these people and protest to within the fullest extent of the law. And go, do you like that? Do you like that? How do you feel that... about that? That's what I'd like to do until they cried.
0: Uh, what book are you reading to your kids at the moment, Martin? Well, we're reading um, quite, quite a lovely book, actually. It's called Julian is a Mermaid, and it's about a little boy who just, I mean, he just wants to be a mermaid. <laughs> that
1: sounds disgusting. If you're going to read your kids a story about a mermaid, it should be how little girls should give up absolutely everything for a man who will leave them for someone more like him in the end. Anyway, publisher Jasper Fenton spoke to us about the controversies. Well, I'm delighted to say we have Jasper Fenton on the show, uh, publisher from Vulture and Crow Books. Hello, Jasper.
3: Hi, Harriet. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm really Glad to be able to be here just to clear a few things up. I know that the media's gone mad with things at the moment. It? Uh, so it's, it's really great to be able to, to just talk through our process about what we're doing at the moment.
1: That would be really helpful. I mean, as many people know, this is all, I mean, there's been a lot of hullabaloo. And this is because Puffin has been criticised in recent days after hiring sensitivity readers to go over Roald Dahl's text to make sure the books can continue to be enjoyed by all today. I mean... It sounds crazy. It sounds mad.
3: Well, essentially, it's about making it accessible for future generations in order that everybody can experience Roald Dahl's work. So we don't want to be using particular buzzwords or issues that people find uncomfortable. So at the moment, it's words like fat, but we're going to continue this until eventually we're hoping that we'll have lost all adjectives and all adverbs within the Roll Dahl canon. This could Sorry, provide Jasper, some...
1: Can I, just, can I just pick you up there? So... All adjectives.
3: Ideally, uh, it will make things much easier, make make things much easier for parents to explain to their children how the stories are going if we take all of them out. Um, And some things, it will alter the story in somewhat. For example, James and the Peach will be a a relatively short book now. It'll just be a two-pager about a boy who has a peach Obviously, there won't be the story about him going inside and meeting all of the bugs because the peach isn't going to be big. We won't be able to say that. Um, Um, So it'll just be about a boy that has a peach.
0: Jasper, hello, producer Martin here. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I do have a question about this. I mean, I'm all for the sensitivity. Uh, I've got to say uh, adjectives, losing them all, it's got to provide a, a tricky situation. I mean, if we're to look at just one of roald Dahl's books the um the the big friendly giant of course um big that's that's an adjective friendly adjective and also giant um giant does yeah is can can be used as an adjective so technically that would just be the the or yeah i mean and that's that's a so, that's I mean, a band that's... i mean you can see where it's heading, perhaps these stories might not be quite as enjoyable as they were um, the first time around. It's
3: a case of about uh, what's what, accessible to a wider audience, to as, as many people as possible can enjoy these books now without fear of um, coming up against something which, uh, which may be offensive to them. Now, Roald Dahl himself was, was always doing his own edits. And actually, I've got here a first edition copy of The Twits. Oh uh, so, wow! Yeah. Very so sexy. this um, and this was after this was originally published, they did decide to edit it. So this isn't anything new that we're doing. Let me just just read you through. If you want to hear the first chapter, Jasper. Oh, yes, yes, of
1: course. Sure. Well, I like to say this is a non-censored exclusive.
0: Oh, I'll yeah. this recently found. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go.
1: Yeah. Put some jingles on it, Martin. And and Martin, tell all your friends at the paper. You know, you don't have any friends at the paper. E-
3: exclusive, tweet about it, Martin.
1: Oh. Exclusive.
3: <laughs> okay, well, here I go. Um, okay. Chapter one. Meet Mr. and Mrs. Twit. This is Mr. Twit. What a stupid no. man! Look at his massive wow. beard. I can't oh. believe how it makes him look. He looks like a oh. just like what? someone from another country. That. Oh. oh, and here comes Mrs. Twit. I bet she gobbles all day. Right. Women okay. No. Like that. I, chapter um, two. Jewish people. That, no. Ah, thank you. Thank you for that, um, uh,
0: Jasper. That's that's very. Very kind, um, kind of you. Obviously, coming writing from a different time, and uh, and demonstrating the importance of.
3: So there edits. were some changes made after that was originally put up because readers found it that it that it was quite offensive. And actually, looking at it now, I would say that that is quite an offensive thing. But I understand that if you wanted to keep the purity of it, then we will allow additions. Um, this is something that we're exploring to doing that we we can look to published editions that are for that particular market. So we're looking at, at, at releasing the edited books that we've been talking about now, but down the line for the years, we'll be able to, um, and I don't know if this is something, I know that you're worried about it, That maybe this is something that you'd like to read, Harriet.
1: Is this something that could happen? So you have the, you know, the books for all the wokies with all the adjectives taken out, but also for us who aren't afraid of history and and you know, and a little sort of controversial opinion, yeah, and, and women people gobbling saying what they feel. We can well, have the, the unadulterated okay. uh doll.
0: So there's a kind of maybe world where perhaps you'd have pride and even more prejudice, <laughs> as a, as a, with like with additional with now, now with twenty I mean. percent added pre, pre, it's just a. J-
3: well, no, they'd just be about... the original ones.
0: Right. Um, yes. no, what we, what yes. we're
3: what we keen to do within all of this is to keep Roald Dahl's legacy to about teaching people that older women are either evil or irrelevant and they yes. should be killed in gruesome ways. Yes. So, wow. Yes. as long as that's the mm. core message of mm. Roald Dahl's work is coming through, then I feel like we should be comfortable in exploring how we can share that message.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a few that should be dismissed, in my opinion, you know, just because it's suddenly got unpopular. Mm. Yeah.
3: And this will expand into, because we had this deal with Netflix, this will expand into the Dahl universe that we're looking to create. So um, we'll be able to take all of the Dahl characters and make a sort of Avengers style movie. um, Wow. Where, for example, Matilda, played by Jennifer Lawrence, uh, enlists a team of uh, fantastic Mr. Fox, who's voiced by Idris Elba. Uh, wow. Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Timothy Chalamet, uh, ah. the BFG, still David Jason, um, okay. and they will come together to defeat the enormous crocodile and Miss Trunchbull, who are voiced by Judy Dench and Maggie Smith. Wow! Wow! It,
1: when this is this is wonderful. I mean, this is very
3: exciting this, stuff. This is what we're opening. This is what we're opening this world up to. Um, mm. And so you need to understand that the edits that we're making are, are part of this process. And we believe in balance uh, here at Vulture Crow, because on the one hand, we're making the edit um, Roald Dahl's work. But on the other hand, we're still publishing David Williams. Okay. That's really good. Well, that there I is balance. haven't
1: thought of it like that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, Jasper. I was very upset about this news about Roald Dahl being tampered with, but I hadn't taken to an account, of course, you know, it's a grey area, isn't it? And and as you say, the fact that David Williams is still allowed to flourish shows that we are... You know, the Wokies haven't destroyed literature yet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Um, I do have I a mean, question uh, for you, Jasper. Um, obviously, it does start a precedent dealing with someone like Roald Dahl and tampering with the things that he did write down. Do you think this might spread say, first of all, onto Sophie Dahl. Um, maybe it might affect some of the recipes that she wrote down in her cookbooks and then spread Beyond the Dahl
3: family into other authors. Um, I, I mean, it's something that we that we could speak to Sophie about. I guess in terms of a recipe, it, it may cause a problem if we're taking out adjectives, whether you we were using a sweet potato or a potato will change the flavour of it. Yeah, but other authors we're definitely open to doing. Uh, is there anyone in particular that you've got your eye on that you'd that you'd you'd like to see us? Uh, explore I mean, the editing with.
0: Well,
1: I mean, I'm, producer Martin, you 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 know about children's books more than I do. You read it to your little your thingies, don't you?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if anything, I just really think we could we could do with mixing up what that that caterpillar's been eating because that's not selling a good. It's not selling good example, is it? I mean what how many cakes an ice cream and a leaf as what well? it's just I'm sorry, but he take he literally takes the biscuit and that you know it's I just don't think it's he's a good role model for for children but that's that's just me you know
1: Martin I don't know I feel suddenly you you're kind of pretending that you're all sort of you take care on what you read them, but I don't think that's true at all, is it? I bet you read your children Harry Potter, don't you? and you probably you probably lie about it
0: N- no there is we've listen i'm there's an untitled wizard wizard book that i have read but it's uh, i'm trying to stay away right. from brand names we're encouraging just mm-hmm. um it's like a blind sort
3: of taste testing but uh, <clears throat> that's not the point anyway uh- i'm sorry we wouldn't say that the taste test is blind and we don't want to draw attention to the a disability of course. a taster. So oh, it would yes. just be a test.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Jasper, thank you for coming on the show. Not uh, at all. I, I, I'm sure you've given our listeners a lot to think about. And, you know, I, I hope you can strive to keep the balance. That's all I'd say. Well, I'm
3: really yeah, glad yeah, you've slightly well, well, changed your mind on it. And I feel that um, well, that you've been able to see it from a different point of view. So thank you for, um, thank you for, for understanding that.
1: Well, I, I liked what you were talking about, it being sort of, you know, the inclusivity of including people who want to be exclusive. I think that's very nice.
0: Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Friday's The 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son, Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son, Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage, and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, Breakdown: a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food. And try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And, of course, we had Ishan on the show, didn't we, Martin?
0: Absolutely, Ishan Akbar. Always with a hot and spicy take, whether you like it or not. Yes, and I don't think we did like it this week, did we? Well, I mean, he's a controversial man. We knew what to expect every time he comes on here. I just... just hear him out. That's all I ask of you.
1: Controversial man on a controversial topic. Let's hear Ishan Akbar talk about Shamima Begum. Shan Akbar, great to have you back this week.
4: Harriet, as always, a pleasure to be back speaking to you once again.
1: Oh, thank you. An absolute charmer as always. Uh, Now, please tell me, what is your hot and spicy takeaway of the week?
4: Well, my hot and spicy takeaway of this week is, you may have heard that former British person, Shamima Begum, was currently going through a case to have her British citizenship reinstated and she lost... The case, yeah, her ability mm-hmm. to regain her citizenship has been rejected. And, of course, this has been quite a, a divisive issue on social media. Some people say that, well, she was born here and she yeah. therefore is British. Um, well, other people are saying, well, no, she went off at the age yes. of 15 on this little jolly to join ISIS. Yeah. Well, yes. are we calling a the country? it a jolly?
0: That seems a little,
4: I don't know. And she seemed very jolly about it at the time.
1: She was uh, very jolly about it, Martin.
4: My hot spicy takeaway is this: you know what? I think they're right. Yes. You can, if you have a connection to another country and you have mm-hmm. the audacity, yeah. the audacity to rescind your relationship to this Great Britain, United Kingdom. Yes. You should have your citizenship revoked.
1: A hundred percent agree with you. A hundred percent. And as you say, fifteen. You know what you're doing. I know a girl at fifteen who got—I mean, she dyed her hair in the fr- in her fringe. It looked ridiculous. We've never let her forget it. Yeah. you know and we know what we're doing at fifteen.
4: Diana as well. I mean, that is <laughs> crazy. Old Diana with the dyed hair. Oh, so
0: Stop
1: it! I don't usually—I don't usually like hearing jokes about Diana, Princess of Our Hearts. But that is. That is very good. Right.
4: <laughs> I Now, um, yes, yes, producer Martin.
0: Well, no, I was just going to say that really, I don't think we can judge people based on what they do at 15. I mean, I was quite into um, runes and, and tarot. What? At the age of 15, I didn't, I don't think if, if you know, if, if someone was telling me that I had to go into life as a kind of um, fortune teller, that I, well, I'm not sure my, Wife Jane would really go for it. I'm not sure that kids would be too on board with it either. Look, all I'm saying is
4: yourself, producer Martin.
0: We're all fallible. I also used to, you know, I used to play a bit of rugby. I wasn't very good, but I mean, if someone had made me become a professional rugby player, that would be even worse than becoming a, a palm reader, I think. Yes, but listen, right. one of those yeah.
4: things, are you joining a terrorist organization, for goodness sake? Thank you. When you're Thank 15, you. Now, when I was 59, I never even dreamed of joining a terrorist organization. I was in it the Cubs. never entered my... I was in the Boy Scouts.
0: Ah, the rivals. Did you guys get um, a neckerchief? Did you have a neckerchief as well? Yes. All right, should we stay on topic here? Yes. About- I don't want to
1: hear any more okay. about Martin's yes, exactly life enough. when he was 15.
4: I think that this sets the right precedent. If you have more vested interests and a, a relationship with another country, well, mm-hmm. British citizenship should always be under question because being British is a privilege.
1: Yes, it Therefore,
4: is. Therefore, I propose that the following people also have their British citizenship questioned, if not revoked. Brilliant. Boris de Pfeffo Johnson. He what? earns a lot of money in America. He seems to earn more money there than he does here, following his premiership. And given that he's got Turkish ancestry, that's two countries we could send him to. What? Wow. We should also look at...
1: <gasps> yeah, can, can we, can we st- wait, can we stop here? You're suggesting that we should deport our former prime minister. Who, can I remind you, got Brexit done... Yes,
4: but Boris Johnson was born in America, earns more money there, and has Turkish ancestry, and as we've seen over the last few years, has broken very many laws.
1: Oh, sorry, Ishan, I was born in the Cayman Islands. Are you suggesting that I should go and live there? Come on.
4: Well, you were born in the Cayman Islands for tax purposes.
1: Yes, that's correct.
4: But you were born in the UK. You popped out on British land. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. Whereas Boris was popped out on American, former British land. Right? I don't feel That's comfortable okay, talking about them.
0: where people are popped out. I I, I mean, I, I'm not sure this is... The, the popping is is what should be leading. I mean, why can't people just travel freely? Number two, Yevgeny Lebedev.
1: Oh, no, Russia. no. It's, no, he's very misunderstood. He got a lot of bad press, and I thought it was very unfair because if you know him... He is such a riot. He really is. I mean, he is so much fun and such a generous host.
4: Okay, fine. You don't like Ed Bedev. How about this? Mo Farah.
1: Oh, Oh. yes. Okay, why?
4: He himself said that he was trafficked. Yes. You should take away those gold medals.
0: Yeah. Not British. Yeah. Yeah. And send him to... I mean, I listen... Ishan, you know I have a lot of respect for your hot and spicy takes. I don't always agree with them, but um, you know yes. I think it's in the spirit of us sharing these these uh, you know different opinions. But I I really just feel like maybe there's too much, too many barriers. You know why why don't we just let people come and go as they as they wish, like 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 wind blowing between our great isle. I'll- like, like I do at your house? No, the, no. No, not not like that actually at all. Listen, I was so ready to No, They're I was to, the board, this is we don't need any more help with the house. Okay, so it was it was very kind of you to offer to come around and help fix the boiler and to yes. mend the fence, but that's what? not that's not necessary anymore. Now, I was talking more specifically about the um, the way that we deal with people from other nation states. I mean, you know, surely there's enough to go around. But Shaima Begum isn't from another
4: nation state. She's from Britain. That's where she was born. Where where are we? Gonna... Was she? Well, I mean, she was, she was wasn't from... she?
1: Well, yes, but Bethnal Green.
4: But, yeah, Bethnal Green, of course. The famously the, the Bangladesh of London. Yeah. As it's known. That's what everybody calls it. And you know, if you're born in an area called and the uh, the ex-country of, mm-hmm. really, you have less claim to stay here. So there's Bethnal Green, the Bangladesh of London, Bradford, the Pakistan yep. of England. Yes. Yeah? And Kent, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. shithole of Oh, England. come on now.
1: No, the, no, no. Kent is the Garden of England.
4: Oh, I've got those two confused.
1: Yes. Un- unfortunately, it, it's, a, it's the Garden of England with quite a bit of shit in it.
4: Yes, yes, this, quite. But that's can because we, that
1: you know I don't want to get into details, but that's because the Europeans have been you know t- trying to destroy Brexit.
0: Yes, yeah, Brexit, yeah. Mm, Brexit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yes. think we can do better than this language. Come on now, and also it is. I mean, if we're going down that route, it is it is quite useful in um growing, uh things in the gardens. So it's you know it's not not altogether a bad thing. I just
1: wanted to sort of touch on because you you mentioned Mo Farah Yes. Now, Obviously, Mo Farah, um, you know, wonderful man, done lots of achievements uh, for this country. What's his real name? Oh, what, what's his real name?
4: His re- uh, real name is Hussain Abdikahim. Wow. I mean, that was
0: quite the delivery. That was quite... Well, sir Hussain Abdikahim. Well, yes, a little no. bit of respect. He is a sir, he, you know, he's taken a vow um, with the Why is he not
1: using his real name?
4: Well, yeah, quite now. This is the, this is the thing at least Shamiba has the decency to use her real name, mm-hmm. and she was born here. Well, so, as a not born here, came here illegally, won gold for Britain, yeah. world record setting marathon runner. Mm. And us be honest, does anyone can run back to where they came from?
0: Oh, I but don't know if you, I mean, even if you were. Sending him away—you shouldn't make him run there. That—that'd be humiliating. I mean, he's got.
1: Well, I thought you'd like that, Martin, because you're all about, you know, the environment. Well, and yeah, would, but say there, Listen,
0: hasn't Sir Mo run far enough? I mean, just let him have a sit down. Surely, <laughs> I think that's true. No, no. Fundamentally, the the, the
4: key thing here is, is about citizenship, and I like the precedent that's been set—that your citizenship means nothing. Well. well
1: Yes, but it doesn't mean that. I preferred what you were saying about it being a privilege, isn't it? It is a privilege. And it's a privilege we all have, but, you know, some privileges are more privileged than others, you know. Yes.
4: And you have to earn that privilege. Just being born somewhere mm. doesn't
0: mean that you are from that place.
1: No, you know? I mean, oh, it depends, oh, wait,
0: depends no, I think who, that is, who's born here. Though, that is it? quite an interesting thought that just because you're born somewhere doesn't mean that you're from that place, that... In a way, we're all just people and we're all just existing and we shouldn't judge one another based on an idea of, you know, what we think about a particular country, what about, about a flag, about the colour of our then. skin.
4: It, it, if you were born in a stable, you wouldn't be a horse,
0: would you? Well, I, I, I was born in Berkhamstead, so I, I I don't know what that.
4: Yes, yes, helps, amongst other people. But if you were born
0: in a stable, you know, wouldn't be a horse.
1: That's an analogy I have not heard before.
0: That is great. Cats, and I mean Jesus. Wasn't Jesus born in a stable? Let's see. He born in a manger, wasn't he?
1: Jesus was born in England, in Kent.
4: Yes. Oh, with a Mexican <laughs> name.
1: That's it for the week, folks. Do the subscribing, do the liking and reviewing, do tell people about the show and do send us your questions to non at gmail.com. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Margaret Caborn-Smith, Oliver Izod and Ed Morris. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon and we'll be back next week for more
3: Non-Censored.